Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. It's raining quite in different certain areas, but it's um like around 65 degrees. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really shivering my boots, you know, you know, with my window, my, my balcony window open and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, the breeze is coming in. It's, it's freezing me to death. I think Ooh, the Cowboys I'm cold. are sleepwalking into this game. That's why they're going to lose. I would kill for 65 degrees. I hope it's 65 degrees in New Orleans this weekend. Is it warm in New Orleans in the wintertime? Usually. Yeah, usually the, the coldest you'll, you'll get is like 50s. Oh, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't be surprised there. if it's in the sixties right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the sixties right now. I get that that cold with a once in a blue moon over here. This is for the audience. We're just opening up with a little bit of pleasantries because you know we didn't get a chance to chat for the past seven days. Uh, Malik, yeah, how disappointed are you in your uh, terrible lions for shitting the bed again on Thanksgiving and ruining everybody's meal? Terrible lions! They're going to the damn playoffs. Hey, stop talking and talk about your bears. Give you know with the first round pick. Hey, hey. Hey, first of all. How's it going to be hate when I'm right there with you? I didn't say hate. I said, let Malik answer the question. They ruined everybody's Thanksgiving. I saw his uh, post. I just wanted to address the man and give him a chance. No, they ruined, the they ruined okay. my Thanksgiving, but I'm not I'm not upset, and they're not terrible. I mean, they've still yet to lose two games in a row this season, and they've been – and, you know, I think it was – I think it was – they deserve to lose that game. Um, you can't turn the football over as much as they have turned the football over the last two games and expect to win them. You know, they got lucky to, they got lucky that Chicago, you know, um, took their foot off the gas against them and didn't, didn't try to take that game away from them because they could have lost that game to Chicago. It wouldn't have been a surprise if they lost in Chicago. And I damn sure wasn't surprised watching the game, you know, although I wanted the Lions to win. Watching the game, I did not think that they were going to beat. It was, I think I mentioned last week when we were when I was watching the Chicago game, I was never felt like the Lions could not, you know, find a way to win that game. Can I point something out to you about that game? No team has ever had three turnovers to zero and lost the game in the history of the NFL. That's the first time that's ever happened ever. What so you're talking about the Green Bay game? I mean the 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 Lions Lions Chicago. Were the, yeah, well, we intercepted you guys three times, yeah. correct? Or had three turnovers? Because were, were there four turnovers or three? We had four turnovers. Four turnovers, four. and the Bears had zero, and the Bears lost the game. That's the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. Yeah. So it's very yeah. easy to explain. Even, but yeah, like I said, even you know the game and how it goes by turnovers, but somehow the Bears found a way to lose, which is why they're going to fire Matt Eberflus. Yeah. Well, like I said, even so, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily worried about that game i was worried when green bay because it wasn't the problem wasn't just the fact that we were we were turning the football over we couldn't stop jordan love and we couldn't generate a pass rush and if you can't generate a pass rush and they can throw on you that's an issue so um yeah so not not too worried you know i'll be in the building when they play this game on sunday in new orleans i'm excited to go and see them play for the first time in my life um Wait, That's really? Be fun. You never saw them play in the Meadowlands? No, no. They they never visited the Meadowlands. Or Any time that they they had, they've only been so they they came to Atlanta last year. Was it last year? 
either yeah. last year or the year before last they came to Atlanta. But the game was on the day after. It was the day after Christmas. Mm. And, like, I just had way too much going on family-wise and stuff like that. So I didn't get a chance to go. And nobody bought you um, tickets for Christmas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dang, why you had to make it like that? Should have wrote Santa a letter. My family doesn't pay attention to that stuff. So I would have had to explicitly ask for it, and I didn't. So, um, so yeah, so this will be my first time getting to see the Lions play in person. Um, so I'm very excited for that. And again, like I said, they haven't lost two in a row yet. And New Orleans is very familiar to our coaching staff. If not our players, definitely our coaching staff. So, you know, uh, you can probably guess where I'm leaning in my pick when we get to that game. But Really? Well, they should know your offensive scheme because they have Wonder. Paul Williams on the team now. So, yeah, kind of like how you guys beat the Packers last year because he used to be on the Packers. So that theory holds true and yeah. he really didn't know the offense as well as they thought maybe you know i'll be looking forward to seeing him play i mean he's playing he he was hurt most he's been hurt most of the season and now he's in a chance to play so he's playing yeah so he's not getting play. too many carries so, but yeah we will, see him. we will see anthony see do you have anything to say about your sorry jets losing last week yeah with tim boyle uh, making us watch that mm-hmm. atrocity on black friday I make y'all watch nothing. Y'all could have watched some based on college games or some basketball <laughs> games, I believe that was on. Y'all could have watched anything. This is some new inaugural stuff. Just so the Jets can have something new to replace the butt fumble with. The butt fumble's going out of style with our generation. The new generation needed something BS, quick thing to quick get the Jets on. So now we got the Hail Mary or the Fail Mary or whatever, the Shit Mary or whatever. What, what you name do you it? like better, the Hail Mary or the Fail Mary? I think the Hail I like Mary none of it. I, I like to forget about it. But, you know, I'm guessing the hell, the hell Mary is going to actually uh, the the hell hell H E L L Mary is going to stick. Double hockey stick because they, they can't use a fail Mary because I I heard the fail Mary is used for something else in football. I forgot what it was about, but yes. um, I, I think the the hell Mary is going to stay. I mean, that was pretty impressive that she threw a, a hell Mary, a hail Mary, and then my man returned it and then turned the entire tide of the game. And they were like, "Well, it's over. We can cut this off." But from what, one thing I heard is that um a lot of coaches usually actually fear this, or they, they never thought they would actually see something like this would happen, where they'll throw the throw the thing. Because if you kind of think about it, I, I I'm just re- I'm actually quite kind of repeating what somebody else said. I forgot who mm-hmm. actually said it, but um I know I saw it on one of these YouTube shows. But anyway, if you kind of think about it, when um, when you throw the hail mary, whatever, all the people, all the fast people are down there by the um by the by the goal line. So if your guy gets past them, the only people that's there are now the big fat guys and the quarterback. So you get past the big fat guys, you get past the quarterback, you're good. So, you know, it can actually happen to almost anybody. But, of course, this, this is the Jets. So, you know, this is what everybody always says, it's Jets. It's a Jet thing to do. I don't know that BS is always happening. I think because Joe Namath is still alive, and his, <laughs> his, curse, his curse of selling his soul to the devil, I think all this BS keeps on happening until his dumb ass dies. I guess mm. we're fucked, you know. Curse of Alabama. I got gotcha. you. No, shout out to Joe Namath. Shout out to Joe Namath. Somehow it's his fault. Yes, it got to be his fault. Well, both my teams won this week, which is why I'm so happy. So I just wanted to throw that out there. My Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get a a, a magical fairy team like you do. The Bears managed to be the first team in the NFL to win without scoring a touchdown. (laughs) Congratulations. This season. Yeah, the first team in the NFL this season to win a game without scoring a touchdown. Offensive or defense. That was impressive. I think so. I think, it, you, you know. Beat a team that scored a to, touchdown. Like, Minnesota will, actually scored a touchdown and didn't. <laughs> you just got to will yourself to win. 
You just gotta will your way to win. <laughs> will yourself with a with you a nice play kicker. Josh Dobbs. You gotta play Josh Dobbs and you know and uh play backup quarterbacks for the rest of the for the rest of the season. Oh, that um, reminds me of another YouTube thing popped up in my head. They say he turned back to himself pumpkin, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. 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 Um and but I do think one thing one thing I wanted to mention about the the Hail Mary that I was like, I want, I would love to, I would love if we got with anybody, your fans out there, you know, look up the stats or whatever. Has there ever been a quarterback that threw more interceptions and touchdowns in his college career that was drafted into the NFL and got to, got to start a, a game in his NFL career? Tim Boyle has less. Tim Boyle has le- has less touchdowns and interceptions in his college career. He threw more picks than touchdowns in his college career. Yeah, he gets to the NFL. He has more picks than touchdowns in his NFL career, and he's still getting the starting job for the Jets. So I'm it's, convinced. It's Aaron Rodgers effect. Well, I, I mean, but what do you have to do to get benched by Robert Sala? Like, like, like once he puts you in, you're a trench, dude. Trevor Simmons doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers card, so you know I don't know if he's going to get on. Mm, he's an actual threat. He's a competent quarterback. I mean, I was just watching that game and I was looking at the statistics, and I, I didn't know that about Tim Boyle's um, college career. I didn't know he was, he was in the great. Lions. He I know he was in the Lions, like, UConn, aka University of Pathetic. Yeah, and then he exactly. transferred from there to somewhere else. Yeah, he he but somehow um, he got drafted. Yeah, he was on the Lions for like half a seat. He was like, he was on the Lions. I don't for like know a why. Couple he just keeps getting jobs. I wish I had jobs like paying millions of dollars just to show up, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That really amazes um, me that he's that bad, and so is what's his name, and they still have to keep quarterbacking. Meanwhile, there's got to be somebody who yeah, played you got the people XFL like Colin Kaepernick, year. you know, not even Kaepernick. I'm just going to say an name, XFL like... quarterback who like played in the title game. Who's that backup quarterback? He's way better. AJ McCarron. Hmm. Can't we let him come in and QB some games? Like he's got to be at least as good as these guys. Sure, I want. I would. I like to have Cam Newton. I think he can play a good couple of games. You know what? He said he's be willing to come back. And honestly, I think he is no threat to Aaron Rodgers. And if Cam Newton was your quarterback, you'd have six wins and you'd still be in the hunt. No, no, no BS. I'm not saying that to be nice. I legitimately think he'd make less mistakes and give you guys enough chance to win. Even with that terrible offensive line, I already have dude on the fucking Saints, Jameson Williamson, uh, yo, whatever, Wilson, Williams. whatever his name is. No relation. I mean, James Winston, Winston, James Winston. Winston. No, James Winston. He's a, he's a I, look. He can throw the football. He's just never met a. He he's literally never met a coverage that he didn't want to throw into. <laughs> he's the rifleman. He's the rifleman of the NFL. The rifleman. Remember Chuck Person? That old, yeah. yeah. He's the rifleman. He's he's never he's met a shot he won't take. Yeah, I remember that. I can't believe exactly. that was an actual nickname. Go ahead, Malik. Sorry. Shoot, I wish yeah, the Justice he... trade back for the. I just wish it, since since we we're, we're bringing up old cowboy references, I wish the Justice trade back for the um the Marlboro Man. Ooh, yeah, I don't know wife? who that is. No, nah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know who that is. It's Sam Darnold. That that's Why his nickname, Marlboro Man. No, his his grandpa was the Marlboro Man. 
Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, really? That's the only reason I called him that. Yeah, his his yeah. dad was the. That's what they said. Doing his, his, dad, profile. his grandfather was the original Marlboro man. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading about that. That is the most random fact ever. I did not know that. I learned something. I only knew that because it showed up in the draft shit. <laughs> wow. I mean, no, we can we can as... just bring him back. It is very random. It's not as random as mayonnaise in your coffee, but it's random. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bring that back up, well, but yes. <laughs> That nasty ass shit. Speaking of Kentucky, they <laughs> took down Louisville, who was having a great <laughs> That's messed up. You're going to have to put manage your coffee and, and think about Kentucky now. You're going to be referencing Kentucky all the time. Kentucky football. Oh, man. Him and Tim Couch, their best quarterbacks ever. Okay. <laughs> y'all, watching, y'all watching that commercial too? That's Brian BS. Dawkins does drive a Hyundai. You know why? Brian Dawkins does not drive a Hyundai. He's retired. He doesn't want people thinking he got money. And they won't think he's Brian Dawkins when they pull up on him. So then when they they like, are you Brian Dawkins? He's like, not no, driving man, a Hyundai. Brian Dawkins. You think I'd be driving a Honda? Come on now. It's like freaking it's like freaking Patrick Mahomes doesn't use state farm insurance. Like, like, come on now. <laughs> he probably does. Yeah, right. cars. Please, y'all, y'all need to. I would only if I was if I was a superstar athlete, I'd probably, I'd only endorse things that you could, you could actually see me, you could actually catch me doing. Hey, Tiger Woods really drives that Buick, and he's well, worth they give him million like a, dollars. Now, don't they give him like a free one? So that's different. That's different. Like if you, what you do know, you mean it's different? They gave him a car. He's driving Dunham. it. This man's worth Brian three million dollars. He can drive anything. I'm, I'm, I would be surprised if Brian Duncan got a free Hyundai Ionic. Okay. But like, but like, Tiger Woods would get a Buick. Tiger Woods would get a Buick to drive to and from like a a golf tournament. He that's not his everyday driver. You don't know that probably driver. is. No, I'd have it I on my know. contract. I get a new one every five years. I'd be very surprised. The point is, I'm not. I, point is, I I would not likely do a commercial for Hyundai if I was asked. Hyundai, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> That is uh, Malik from the Uptown Parlay podcast. It's too good for your raggedy vehicles. <laughs> if I, if, if I would, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying if I was that rich, I would not have a Hyundai. Oh, what you're saying? So you're still currently in the Hyundai market currently? I'm I'm personally currently in the Hyundai market. But but Especially if I free. wasn't in the market, I'm not doing a damn commercial for it. Gotcha. Well, enjoy those yeah. uh, Wrangler jeans commercials then. Uh, no problem. <laughs> oh, is Jared Goff the problem with the Lions' offense, or is it just uh, him being sorry again and remembering he's not as good as he th- we thought he was? Wow. Well, I, that's a question for me. I'm assuming. Well, I was the last two games have not been good. Okay. And Jared Goff has been look. Jared Goff. I I've never I've never strayed away from my my comments about Jared Goff being, you know, that he is not a quarterback, to, in my opinion. Mm. He is not a quarterback that elevates the team. That's he Lions Insider, that's, Malik, of the Uptown Parlay podcast. I don't, I've that, never like, believed him to be, either. I've never been, believed him to be a quarterback that elevates his team. That, you know, you, you when you put him on a team, he makes everyone just a tick better. And that's, that's, again, that's not a knock against him because I think most quarterbacks aren't like that. I think there's only maybe four or five quarterbacks in the NFL that you could look at and say, no matter what team you put them on, they're going to elevate the level of the the guys around them. So what I mean by that is, 
if Jared Goff doesn't have great blocking up front and a good pocket to throw into, mm-hmm. if he doesn't have, you know, a running game that's be that's effective enough to make play action passing, you know, um you know, a, a real a real weapon in in the in the team's arsenal. And if he doesn't have a defense on the other side that's making stops and potentially turning the football over to get to get the, the offense in plus field, he's not going to be he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to overcome all of those. Throw in, you know, add in the fact that he's, you know, making he's making turnovers, and of course he's not he's not good enough to overcome those. You know, there's very few quarterbacks who I believe can honestly, you know, have a bad game but still figure out ways to win. You know, be outmatched, you know, more in in most more situations and still find ways to win, and like will their team to victory because of their talent, and their ability. Jarikoff's not one of those guys. So That's has fair. he been the problem? Sure. But I think there's a lot of problems that that, oh. the, that the team has been dealing with over the last couple of few weeks that have started to to rear their ugly heads. And they just need to regroup. And heard it they're going to lose the team. Lions insider. A lot of problems with the Detroit offense. There's a lot of problems on the team right now. But that doesn't oh. mean they're, bad, they're a bad team. Gotcha. How far? Okay, let me ask you this: do, you, do they need to win a playoff game to make this season worth it? And it's like, wait, what? To have achieved their goal to you as a fan? Yes, but I would only say that because the expectation is that they will win the division, and thus that means that playoff game will be a home playoff game and not a road playoff game. If they were a team that was like, if they were, if they were going to be a wild card team. Yeah. and make the playoffs and have to go to, say, San Francisco or Philly or, you Dallas. know, Dallas or something like that, then I would say no. Um, okay. But because they are likely to be the two or the three seed in the playoffs, they'll get a home game. It'll probably be against a team like that they'll be favored against, right? Like it'll probably be against a team like Green Bay or Seattle or something like that. And even though those teams have beaten Detroit, the expectation is that they should win that game. So yes, I think that they have to at least win that game in order to deem the season a success. That doesn't mean making the playoffs isn't 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 wouldn't be a good thing for them because they haven't made the playoffs since Dan Campbell's been the, been the head coach. But once they get to the playoffs, in order to feel good about the progress and what can be for next season, I think they got to win that game. That's fair. That's fair. It's said that Ben Johnson's uh, getting looked at to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, so we'll see. Coaching carousel from started. Ant, unmute yourself, please. I'd like to speak with you about uh, the AFC East in general. Do you think the Dolphins are going to run away with the division? No. Really? Yes, the Bills are still the, the Bills is actually still a good team here. They can still come back and give the Chase Dolphins some a little bit of trouble there. Um, the Jets might be a crappy team right now, but they still have a good defense as well. So they can st- maybe still pull out, squeak out maybe a couple of wins and maybe even beat the Dolphins when they go down there. I mean, they didn't look like that last week, but mm-hmm. quite they could still end up quite giving them some trouble at the end. But the Dolphins are also is the type of team that will will last couple of years been faltering down a little bit at the end. I don't think they're going to run away with it. This is not them being dominated. This is not this is not like one of those other divisions where. It's one extreme dominant team, and that's really it. These other teams are still 
even though they don't look like it, they still can give them some trouble at the end. And it, of course, their schedule might give them some trouble at the end as well. Let me see okay. here. I mean, and, and I would say this: this is a betting show. So, how much would you bet on if you know, you know, monopoly money here, right? How much would you bet on Miami winning the AFC East? Um, give me a second. Let me just pull up the the rest of the schedule, and I can and I can give you it right there, right there. One moment. Right, because right. they're well, because they're right now at eight and three. Yes. Right, so right. eight and three. Buffalo's six and six. Yes, and there's five games and, left of the season for everyone. Yes, yeah, so Buffalo's two games, well, one and a half games back because they beat Miami. You know, the first time they played them. So, go ahead, I don't Andy. see them running away with it. I'm I'm looking at the schedule right now. I don't see them running away with it, but I do see them winning it. If I had to bet my money, I'd definitely bet on it because right now they got the the, the next games that they have is the Commanders, the Titans, mm. the Jets, mm. the Ravens. Obviously, oh, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and then the Bills. Out of those teams. I could see them maybe losing three games maximum. Yeah, those last three games sound tough. Cowboys, right. Ravens, Buffalo. If they're gonna win the division, then they definitely gonna have to take out these take out these uh, um these are uh, the next three games, the first three games they have to win. They're definitely gonna have to win those. Those are must win games for them. And how how many of those games are on the road? Um, let's see here. I know they're in Washington this week. Right, they're in Washington this week. Um, the next two games home. after the Titans and Jets is going to be at home. Cowboys okay. is at home. Ravens is away. And the Bills is at home. Okay, so, so the only game I'm looking at that they're going to definitely lose is going to be against the Ravens. Yeah, so four of their next – so Washington aside, four of their next five games are going to be at home. Right. Okay, so, yeah, then – if you're worried about this team being, that's why I was asking, like, is if you're worried about this team being a, you know, fair weather type of squad, then you probably only really have to worry about them in the playoffs when if they have to go to Baltimore, or, you know, or Kansas City, um, okay. and play in like you know, inclement weather. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm really starting to match them up, and I'm actually about to change my answer over here because. I'm even matching up the looking at the Bills. The last time they played the Bills is um the Dolphins lost from 48 to 20 when they played against the Bills. They're definitely gonna win that game because it, they quite these type of teams they're definitely gonna even out. I think they're gonna definitely beat the Cowboys as well. Actually, I'm actually I have to change my question. My answer is I think they might actually run away with this division. Okay. They might actually run away with this division. They might get maybe the one or two seed too. If they get the one seed, I legitimately believe with that home field advantage, they can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, agreed. It comes down to that for every team in the AFC. So whether or not Kansas City gets it, whether or not Baltimore gets it, or whether or not Dolphins get it, to be serious for a second, like whoever gets the one seed, I think legitimately is going to, yeah, obviously you're in the driver's seat because you get the buy, but more importantly, you're at home the entire time. So just the weather advantage of all the two teams that are in the Midwest and the, I guess, Mideast, Baltimore. And then yeah. Miami being in Miami, just having good weather, unless you just get a rain game like that, that one Super Bowl, you're going to have an advantage because it could be 70 degrees down there in the middle of, you know, January. The teams are coming down there and like, you know, they're not used to it. I'm looking at the other teams right now. Well, I just pulled up the Ravens right now. And I think they're going to have a harder schedule because this yes. week they're playing against they're at home and playing against the Rams. 
The Rams mm-hmm. is no no team to sleep on. You can't really sleep on the Rams. You can't. They, they if they they could go in and out. They could be the worst team, or they could be the best, their best Super Bowl type of team. All of a sudden, then you got the Jaguars playing playing them afterwards. Then they they then they're going to be playing against the 49ers. Then they're at home for the Dolphins, and then they're at home for the Steelers. So there's three home games they got left, and those the rest of those games is away, but. They, it's definitely going to be a hard run for them. That's fair. Let me see here. The two divisions that I'm least looking forward to seeing in the playoffs are the AFC South. And I'm sorry, I say I'm NFC South. I misspoke. The NFC South and the AFC and the AFC South. AFC South or West? If not the AFC South, because AFC South has Jacksonville. The NFC, yeah. What's the one that has uh, Indianapolis leading it? That's the South, AFC South. AFC South? So where's Jacksonville? AFC South. AFC South. Huh. Oh, sorry, team. South has, they got two in the playoffs. That's amazing. South has Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, and oh, then I uh, corrected myself. Yeah, I was right. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, Tennessee. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll take that back because Houston and Indianapolis are making it interesting. And yeah, I the NFC South the is... Stroud. The NFC South is a... It's a shit show. Yeah, it's pretty trash. <laughs> yeah, I wish the, I wish the Jets was actually in the NFC South right now. They'll be the they'll be the leaders. And the AFC West got it together. You know, you always got to have one bad division. You know, it's just how it works. Yeah, it's never the it's never the AFC East. I know that. Notice that one though. Or the NFC North, toughest division in the in all of football. All right, we're gonna go into these games this week. Uh, I believe we've recapped. You know, we're all doing pretty good. We all had a winning week last week. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what our picks were, but I know me and Malik gave you guys a three-game parlay on Sunday, and we did tell you to bet the Cowboys happy, so you're welcome. That's kind of an obvious one, but, you know, we're putting these out there, so hopefully, as my father likes to say, y'all make some Christmas money using these dad picks, as he calls his picks. Um, I am on fire, and I'm going to continue to be on fire, so I'm going to start first. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing no more because I keep jinxing myself. So, yeah, you're on fire. I'm going to go with that one. That's true. Well, you already had to apologize to Russell Wilson several times. So, Yeah, I'm done with that. Indianapolis at Tennessee and Sean Payton, by the way. No, I'm done with that too. at Tennessee. Indianapolis is the favorite. They're favored by one point over Tennessee. Tennessee is at home. The over-under is 42.5. I'm taking the over, and I'm taking Tennessee. For whatever reason, Tennessee is always the better team at home. They're never a good team on the road. I do not believe in the shoe. Um, there's a reason why Jacksonville got rid of him. There's a reason why Eagles got rid of him, even as a backup. Mariota's, and there's a reason why he ended up in Indianapolis, because he's that veteran presence. Uh, good for him. Former Washington State QB. Got into the pros and uh, made something happen. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm taking Tennessee, and I'm taking my guy, Will Levis, Mr. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise! And bring on the helmets, bring on the best. He's 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 developing as a QB, and I see they have a future in him, you know? It's actually working out for old Kentucky. Uh and who you got? Bring on the helmets, bring on the best. Anyway, anyway, um, I'm gonna go the opposite way because the thing is that if um if you look at this AFC South, um, they're, they're definitely division rivals here. Colts are six and five, Titans are four and seven. Um, Colts are four and one away. Titans are four and one at home. This is definitely going to be a good matchup, but I'm definitely going to take the Colts on this one. They're trying to still push themselves into the playoffs. 
the Titans are pushing themselves downwards. Even though they had that nice one win, one, one winning streak, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take Indianapolis on this one, and I'm going to take the under on this one. Okay. Malik? Yeah, so Indy has covered three straight uh, coming into this week, including their last cover against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Um, 27, uh, 27 to 20 win. Tennessee on the flip side has not has failed to cover. Well, they've lost three of their last four and they've failed to cover in all three of those games. Um, and they just covered against Carolina last week uh, with a with a seven with a resounding seven point win that got um, <laughs> that got Frank Reich uh, finally you know told that he's no longer he no longer has a job uh, on the on the Panthers. I mean, look, uh, Will Levis looked good for a week. Like that very first week he played, he looked really good. Uh, and since then, he's looked okay, you know. Um, but this is the point. This is the point I was making around, you know, advertising and, and advertising for things that you actually use. Will Levis as a mayonnaise, as a, as a you know, doing an advertising for mayonnaise makes perfect sense, right? Just, just, oh. It just works. Um, Duke's Mayo, It just yeah. does. It just does. Um, uh, I, I would say that, you know, Tennessee being largely an afterthought um, in this playoff hunt in the AFC, uh, that they are very, very quietly undefeated at home. Um, and they've played some pretty good teams so, so far. They've played the Chargers, the Bengals, the Falcons, and the Panthers, all teams that – you know, uh, with the exception of Carolina, all teams that, you know, are, um, you know, on the cusp of, of playoff contention, you know, at the very least this season. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans and and take the points here. I like the home dog in this situation. Um, and I think that they'll get the under on this one. I don't think this, this, this point total goes very high. I'm kind of like you, Ace. I don't trust Gardner Minshew. Um any, any any more than even than, than anybody should. Um, so my expectation is that he'll, he'll probably throw a couple of interceptions. You know, the game will be a close one, close you know close matchup between two teams that are trending in the wrong direction. Um, but I'll take the Titans and the under. I'd like to just add in that before you move on, is that the Colts and Texans are tied at six and five right now, win loss rating on record. Uh, definitely the Colts is going to want to keep the Texans away from pass, passing them this week. Well, that is a very good point, and uh, I am kind of surprised you haven't bought your CJ Stroud jersey yet. Just saying, still switch teams. Nah, still switch I don't teams. know. Or pick up know, a second it's, team. It's very hard. It's very. And who'd you? And who'd you take? You took Indy or you took Tennessee? Um, I took Indy. Okay. I took Indy to under. All right. Next up, we have my first lock of the week. We have the LA Chargers at the New England Patriots. No wonder you're ahead of everybody. You keep taking these easy locks. I'm going to have to start doing that. No, the Patriots are five-and-a-half-point uh, home dogs. They're playing in the cold. The over-under is 40-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I think Belichick is going to dial something up for old Justin Herbert there who keeps collapsing. Uh, the Chargers are going to charge. I think he can definitely out-coach Brandon Staley. And I am going to lock in the New England Patriots at plus five-and-a-half at home. Say what? That's right. I zigged when you thought I was going to zag. And who do you got? 
you know what? Just because because I gotta I gotta like, test these, these waters, I'm gonna lock this in as well. I'm, I'm gonna lock the other one. I'm gonna lock the Chargers because the thing is that the Patriots don't even know what quarterback they they, they want to play with. They, they keep flipping heads or tails out of first first half is quite um um Mac Jones. The second half is Zappy. You don't even know what's gonna happen right now. The Patriots are the third worst team. In the NFL, and I think it's going to keep it that way. Bill Belichick is rumored to even be coaching this, going to be looking to coach this team next year of the Chargers. I'm talking about not the Patriots, but we're going to see exactly what's going to happen on this one. I'm definitely going to take the Chargers on this one just to go against Ace, and I'm going to lock this one as my first lock of the week. Risky move, but oh, taking I'm taking the I'm taking the under on this one. There's no way the Patriots going to do anything. I'm taking the over and the pats. And Malik, who do you got? Yeah, I think the best bet is the under here um, with regards to the this game, just because right now uh, these two teams right now are 16 and four uh, in the over under towards the under. Um, so they've gone under in 16 of their 20 games uh, combined between the two of them this season. So uh, the under is a good play here. In addition, I just don't like this whole situation with the uh, Belichick and the Patriots flip-flop in the quarterbacks at the quarterback position. I can't imagine that this is, you know, doing anything, any good for the continuity of the team. Do we even know who's who's actually going to be starting this week? Is it going to be Mac Jones again? Are they going back to him? I or believe it's going to start Zappy. with Bailey Zappi. Okay, so Zappi's going to get the start. Um, okay. Yeah, the third quarterback, who I keep forgetting who that guy is. Malik Cunningham, third cousin of uh, Randall Cunningham. Oh, um... Is that true? I don't know if that's true or not. Malik Cunningham, the name sounds very familiar. I feel like I saw him in college. Anyway, he was the um, starting quarterback for the Louisville Cardinals for the past. There you go for the season. yes. Okay, the the okay. He's a runner. You might see, runner. see him play he's this week. So. He's a runner. He can't really. He's not really that much of a passer. I remember him. I'm watching him play in Louisville. Okay, wow. great. Okay. Well, I'm not saying he can't throw. I'm just saying I don't. Did he get him? I don't think he's. I he's he's not known. He wasn't known for his. Passing was he drafted when um, Cam Newton was on the team? No, 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 no. no. He's, he's recent. Yeah, he's okay. recent. Yeah, um, yeah. The only reason that I trend, I tend to trend towards, and I know I'm flip flopping here because Anthony's usually the one that gives the sing Belichick's praises. The only reason I'm going to flip flop a little bit here is uh, I think Belichick can can out coach Brendan Staley. You know. On, 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 or even on a bad day, he's going to outcoach the hell out of Brandon Staley. And the Chargers are still, despite, you know, the heroics of Keenan Allen and what we've seen from him in the last few weeks, the Chargers are still a relatively injured team. Um, Austin Eckler has not been, he does not look like he's fully healthy. Justin Herbert has been playing with a broken left, a broken left middle finger for the last few weeks. Um, so, yeah, I just think that if there's anything that if it's if there's anything that the uh, Patriots can do, they can keep they should be able to keep the number close here. So I'll take the Patriots in the under. Forty nine degrees on this Sunday is gonna might be raining too, just let everybody know. But yes, in Massachusetts. Oh, it is oh, expected and to be bad, raining. Yeah. And if it's bad weather, definitely trend towards the Patriots because then that means that a passing game like the Chargers probably is going to have trouble getting off track. Round and pound, which is very easy for most teams to do, which is run block. Detroit at the New Orleans Saints. Malik will be attending this game, getting us some uh, footage for our IG page, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Sure. Malik, who do you got? The Saints are getting four points at home. They're home dogs to your beloved Lions. You're yeah, not who you're cheering yeah. for, who you actually got. 
Well, we already know who I'm cheering for. The only thing I'm a, I'm a little upset about is that I, I ordered a, a brand new Lions hoodie and it's not going to arrive in time for me to leave. I leave tomorrow morning. Um, it's not going to arrive in my home in time for me to actually wear it at the game. Which kind who of one in the stadium? They won't have Lions gear at the stadium. <laughs> I can buy some seat gear. It's not. It's not happening. <laughs> I, I well, I do. I mean, you know, I. Do tell you, like the Saints are my family team. Uh, grew up spending a lot of time around the Saints organization. I had a cousin that played for the Saints, and I've had a couple of family members who worked worked for the Saints. So, been around the Saints a lot. Kind of, kind of feels like like Dan Campbell and I are kindred spirits in this situation. He coached there. He was he he made his bones there, but now he's a uh, you know he's a Lions guy. Um, and so that's kind of what it feels like for me. It's kind of apropos that this would be the very first time that I'm going to be seeing Detroit in person would be against the team that I actually, you know, have some have some love and some affinity for. But that said, um, I think Detroit's I think Detroit's main issue, I think Detroit getting away from home and having the extra rest coming off of the Thanksgiving loss uh, against Green Bay will uh, will help them this week. And help them to get things back on track. Um, the Saints have not been able to score touchdowns uh, thus far this year uh, at, at any at any like you know sus- uh, consistent rate. Um, and so even though I think their defense is nothing to be played with, and will probably give give this give the Lions some some challenges, I think offensively um, we're going to see we're not going to see much from much from them on that side. So my personal feeling is that the under is going to play here, and especially New Orleans is under. They can get the 20 and a half, 20 and a half or 21 and a half points that, that the under will play well here. I'll take the Lions. I'm not locking this in as the best bet. Still haven't seen them play their best football over the last month, but I'll take the Lions and I'll take the under. And who do you got? Um, I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to take the Lions. If I want to take the over in this one, I'm going to make this my second lock of the week. Um, When I'm looking at everything, everything goes in the Lions' favor from wins, win totals. Um, from them being oh, their home and away records are say, is is um very even out. The points for and against everything goes that way. My magical eight balls actually saying go for the Lions too, or else I'll be a dumb a dummy for not picking them. So I'm gonna go for the Lions and I'm going to just take the over in this one. I think that this week is gonna quite change everything around. Things have to change around because you know I got golf for my fantasy team, so I'm gonna go for that way. I know this is a betting show, so I'm betting I'm the degenerate gambler on the side just to let everybody know. So I'm going to go with the on the lines. I'm taking it over. I'm going with the lines. Get that Christmas well. money. That's right. We're gonna. I'm going with the lines as well. I'm gonna make this a sweep. The lines are the better team. Secondary for the Saints is hurt, and also some of their linebackers. Uh, the lines just have a better offensive coordinator and a little bit more creative of a team. Uh, I thought that you know, Derek. Um, I keep forgetting his name. The quarterback for for the Saints. Car. Car. Thank you. I thought Carr would be better. I thought he would be a little more steady of a presence than the answer. But the fact that they only got five field goals last week kind of lets me know, like, that's kind of where the offense is. It's going to stall out, and they're not going to be able to finish. And the Lions can beat teams like that. They beat teams like that pretty easily. They beat the Bears that way. They almost came back and beat uh, Green Bay. They know they have to control the turnovers. And right now, it doesn't look like New Orleans will have the ability to generate as many of those with Marcus Lattimore being hurt. So even if he does go, I see the Lions having an advantage with their receivers and their tight end, Sam Laporta. So I think this is a pretty easy win for them. Next up. Well, before you go, Ace, I just want to say I hope for Malik's sake that is a shootout going to overtime, last-minute, heart-pounding type of thing, whoever team wins, wins type of thing, just for Malik to enjoy the game. 
I don't, Anthony, because I have to drive back. I have to drive back home immediately following the game. And so the earlier that this game ends, the better for me. It's a seven-hour drive from New Orleans back to it, back to Georgia. So um, I want us to win, but I, I, I hope it is like 34-10 going into the, you know, with five minutes left in the fourth quarter and I can leave a little bit early. <laughs> that, would be the, that. that would be the perfect situation for me. 34-10, just hit the under. That'd be perfect, yeah. Atlanta at the New Jersey Jets. Oh, man, those, that team again? And will Aaron Rodgers make his debut from his fake uh, calf injury? Oh, <laughs> <Fake> <laughs> well, calf injury. <laughs> well, he's actually practicing with the team, not fully practicing. He's not in full pads or whatever like that. He's just tossing on the side right now. He's going to be on the sidelines, but he's definitely putting pressure on the team to actually play better. And, you know, and that one thing I do like is that him being there in his presence, whatever, is definitely going to motivate this team to actually be, be a little bit better. I think he's like the ultimate con man right now. But I'm going to go with the Jets this week. I'm actually trying to get po- bring back my positive vibes ever since a couple of weeks or whatever. I've been a little bit negative with my team. I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going to take the under on this one. If you're in fantasy, definitely pick up that kicker if you need a kicker. Pick up Greg DeLeg, Zerline. He's, he's usually available in leagues, but as far as for betting, definitely take the Jets on this one and take the under in this one, and this is going to be my third lock of the week. I usually don't agree with Anthony, but I do. The New Jersey Jets are going to win this game. They're two-point home dogs. Atlanta plays terrible outside. They play usually very bad away from home. Devin Ritter is not the answer. Bijan Robinson is the only thing they have going for them. The Jets can make this team one-dimensional, and it will be very easy for them to win defensively. Expect another uh, touchdownless game for the Jets and also for Atlanta. 15-10. I'm taking the under. It's going to be like watching Iowa college football. Um, the Jets should beat them down and hold them down. And it's going to be cold in New York. It's going to be about 48 degrees. And they're, Atlanta's used to playing in a dome, and apparently that turf on the field, you know, it's not so great. Players don't love it. Take, it might take some names. But uh, whether or not it's Tim Boyle, whether or not it's uh, Zach Wilson, who knows? I think the Jets will have a more competent offense, and Atlanta has a division lead. And just to cause more chaos, I think the Jets are going to win this game so that every team in the uh, NFC South will be 5-6. and six. I, I, I think they're just going to win 5-3 to three in this game. Yeah, that would be beautiful. I'd love to see that. First game under 10 points. Go ahead, Malik. I, yeah, I, I get both of you guys. I get what you're saying. It all sounds, it all sounds great. I well, Aaron Rodgers like, Aaron Rodgers like Jog on the Thundercats. You know, he's over the stadium if, again. If I had any, if I had any inkling that Aaron Rodgers would be able to like limp back on the field, I just can't trust Tim Boyle, man. Like I've seen too many examples of the quarterback and the uh the you know, quarterback situation of the Jets being quite possibly like the worst situation in the NFL this year, um, since Aaron Rodgers got injured, and it's just really difficult. Now that said, what I would say is like the right now the Jets are plus one fifteen on the money line, and I think that there's mm-hmm. I think you know you could I think that you can definitely throw 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 some bucks at that and see if they win because I think if they do. I think it's either going to be the Jets are going to win this game outright, like 10-6, and their defense just plays 
a stellar game. They get a touchdown from Brees Hall, and you know Tim Boyle doesn't throw any interceptions, doesn't have any you know any dumb plays. Um, or Atlanta wins this game, you know, 17-13. Like, I think it's going to be a low-scoring, close matchup all the way through. I don't want to take Atlanta on a, on a, as a best bet here. Um, so I'll take Atlanta. I think they're playing really good football at this point. I've heard a lot of chatter on the NFL, on um, Sports Talk Radio down here in Atlanta about Desmond Ritter finally turning the corner to some degree in terms of being a competent NFL quarterback. Um, so, you know, you know so, I heard the same thing up here with Zach Wilson, right? But whatever. I, people are praising him. People are saying, like, you know what? We believed that he was going to be better, and, you know, we, we never believed that Taylor Heineke was the answer. And What's you know, in the water maybe, in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's NFL talk. That's coach speak right there. I, I'm telling you. That's coach Atlanta's speak. I heard, way. They I said Taylor thing. Heineke's not the answer. Wow. Wow, that's, they that's said first. they didn't like. They didn't believe that Taylor Heineke was really the answer, and they they think that Brett Ritter don't has, say. Fixed, has fixed his issues with his uh with his fumbling. I think that was the that was the rhetoric that I heard. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll take Atlanta. I think that they're the better. That they have you know much more offensive talent than the, than the Jets do at this point, and their quarterback situation is just a slightly bit more stable than what's going on with the Jets right now. So I'll take Atlanta and I'll take the under. I think the under is the best bet here. Malik, look for Trevor Simeon to come in like Willis, Willis Weed in the second half. If, if Trevor Simeon <laughs> comes in, all bets are off. That's why I said like that to me. That's why I said that money line bet, it might be the best bet for you to make here yeah. because, you know, if you're, you're getting plus money on the Jets and they're only like, it, there's a very easy way to see the Jets only give up. 10 points of offense to the Atlanta Falcons and find a way to win like the Bears did on Monday night. You know, like just a bunch of field goals and grit and determination. Great defense, play great defense, field position, bunch of field goals, and and you squeak one out, you know, 15, 15, 10 or something like that. So you definitely see it happening. That's why I think the Jets' money line is actually a decent bet to make. But if I had to bet this with the points, yeah, I'll take Atlanta. But I don't like it. <laughs> the fact that Brees Hall is uh, dealing with the hamstring injury gives me pause. But I think this gives Dalvin Cook time to shine and resurrect his career and value for next season for a contender. And I expect him to be on the Kansas City Chiefs next year. So, Dalvin, get to work. Get out there. Get some running in. Let's go. Let's do this. Maybe you'll be a cowboy. Who knows? But we will see. Arizona at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Arizona over under is 41 and a half. Arizona got blown out last week by the Rams, and I took the Rams. I'll be locking in the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Uh, I believe I did last week. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that show. But uh, the Steelers are going to put the beat them down. They scored. They got over 400 yards of offense for the first time in 58 games since firing Matt Canada. The offensive problems are kind of solved. They were able to get the ball. Kenny Pickett looked much more comfortable than the offense. Whoever was calling the plays played to his strengths. Defense was able to actually spend time off of the field and, you know, play okay. Najee Harris in the running game got going. That's something that's big for Pittsburgh. They're a much more physical team and much more defensive-ready uh, team. And Arizona just lost their best tight end, and they're going with Trey McBride. So, therefore, I'm picking the Steelers, and I'm locking this in, and this is going to be an easy, easy, easy win for the Steelers. Go ahead, Ant. Okay, so you got the Steelers quite fighting for the playoffs, and you got the – um... 
well, they find to stay in the playoffs. The fight's still on. They can they can easily get out of it. But you got Steelers fighting for the playoffs, and you got Arizona basically fighting to replace D Hop right as of right now with um Barbara Harrison Jr. in the um in the draft. So I'm gonna go with a team that's actually going to actually have something to actually win. And I'm gonna go with the Steelers in this one, and I'm gonna take the the over in this one. Actually, no, the under. All right, Malik. Uh, yeah, this is a sweep for us. This is my first lock of the week as well. Pittsburgh uh, is just just right now looks like they've you know it looks like the training wheels have come off this, this team. Um, like Matt Canada was clearly kept had you know, clearly was not allowing this team to to take to you know to shine um, on the offensive side of the football. Just his play calling, or maybe they just didn't feel comfortable with whatever they were seeing. Um, but since he's been gone. It's been a really, it's, it's like that Kelly Clarkson song, since you've been gone. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can breathe for the first time, like, literally. Um, they're probably singing that song in the locker room. But, yeah, I, honestly, the, the thing that's been so interesting to me on that offensive side of the ball is Jalen Warren, um, the running back. Um, he's been on this team for, like, two seasons now. And they just started giving him the ball, and he's making plays. Not only is he – and he's complimenting Najee Harris really well. There's a one-two punch coming out of that backfield that's really good. The offensive line is built to run the football, not so much built to pass the, for, for pass blocking. So they're winning the way, that, the way that Pittsburgh wants to win football games. And on the other side, they got T.J. Watt. And, you know, Arizona doesn't have a Watt brother anymore. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh – uh, and and locking this in, take Pittsburgh in the under. Uh, I hope that this game gets becomes a shootout because I have Kyler Murray on one of my fantasy teams um, because Lamar Jackson's on a bye this week. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping for maybe a rough a rushing touchdown from Kyler or something like that to to make things to make things interesting from that perspective. But otherwise, I think Pittsburgh's in a roll here. Pittsburgh in the under, and I'm locking this in first lock of the week. And most importantly for Pittsburgh, safety, superstar safety, Minka Fitzpatrick is a full participant in practice Wednesday nice. and Thursday as an expected to play. Nice. So to give away a reason of why I'm picking them, also Andrews on the sorry and Pittsburgh's good. It's kind of that simple. Miami at Washington. Miami is favored by nine and a half points. I usually like big home dogs and Washington is one. Uh, Miami's defense is getting better and better. They picked up Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP, and he will be playing defensive end for them because they lost Jalen Phillips to a torn Achilles. The over-under for this game is 49 because they don't expect Washington to play much defense, and I guess they don't expect uh, the Dolphins to either. They're dealing with some injuries. Tyreek Hill left the game early. I think that's just more maintenance after having put the game away, and I believe in Miami's defense and their offense is very, very solid. Washington hasn't shown to be able to stop anybody. I think the over is a pretty solid pick. Miami might put 49 up on their own. Taking them to cover this is kind of risky, but I'm leaning towards Miami because Washington doesn't usually cover when they lose. So I'm going to take Miami here, and I'm going to take the over. And AFC East specialist, who you got? Yeah, um, this is definitely going to be a, this is definitely a risky game to bet on over here. I'm going to go with Miami as well. I'm Taking the over in this one, I think both of these teams are gonna quite maybe score somewhat to equal to equal to over a little bit forty nine points. Actually, you know what? Sorry about that. The under, 
they definitely not going to be making that. It's going to be rainy and cold, according to um, our state capital uh-huh. um, this week. It's, and just like I believe Malik said earlier, when it came to the Patriots, it's going to be a, a, a ground and pound type of thing. I think Miami knows how to do that. They know how to switch up their styles, even though everybody keeps thinking of them as a, quite a team that can just send their wide receivers to go. They know how to do all these other things, which is, you know, sweeps and stuff like that and motions and stuff like that. They will actually get things done. And quite want to speak about fantasy again. You know, this is a good time to put him on Murray Rose, that, that running back. I keep forgetting his name. But anyway, so I won't cut off, take up too much time. Take Miami, take the under, whatever, and let's move on. All right, Malik. Yeah, I don't. I I'm kind of like you, Ace. Here, you know, I don't. You, we usually tend to be on the opposite sides of these large home dog uh, situations, um, and and I, I'm tending to lean that way here as well. Uh, Washington has not, and Washington has not played well these last few weeks. Um, they are zero and three in their last three games, and they've actually, um, and their their last game at home was the 31-19 loss to the New York football Giants and Mr. Tommy DeVito when they were seven-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Um, so, you know, they haven't given any given anybody any reason to believe that they can, you know, hold down a, a team like like the Miami Dolphins, uh, even though they're going to be at home and even though the weather's likely not going to be uh, favorable for the Dolphins. Um, but nine points is a lot of points. Uh, and Miami still hasn't shown that they've been able to stop offenses like like cold and Washington has shown that they can score some. So I'm, I'm looking at a backdoor cover here. I would not bet this game at all, um, but I'm looking at a backdoor cover here. Um, also last week was the first week last week in New York was the first time this season that Miami has beaten the team on the road by more than seven points. So giving nine points here, just seems like a bit much. Um, it's more reaction to how poorly Washington played on Thanksgiving against Dallas than it is, to Miami, you know, somehow being this juggernaut offense on, on that's offense on the road that's capable of winning these games. So I'm going to take Washington to cover the cover the cover the number. I think there's a backdoor cover here, maybe a late touchdown by Sam Howell that gets them to within you know six or seven points, and and they lose something like 31-24. So I'll uh, I'll go with Washington and the over. All right. As far and as far as for the betting purposes, this is definitely going to be one of the games that the Dolphins have to win on this one. Yes, this is important for them locking up home field and also locking up that division. A little bit more of a buffer between them and the Bills if the Bills try to chase them down. But and I, I can definitely see what Malik's talking about. I can see the, way, the thing as far as for betting wise, it goes away. But Malik is talking about they still yeah. lose, but you know everything covers for the, for this. A win by a touchdown is not unreasonable. I could I could see it happening. I could see them just you know getting out there with a win, to having a bad game possibly due to weather. East Coast weather is going to be pretty rainy this week, so it's possible. Uh, Denver at Houston, the weather will not be an issue. Denver is a home is a road dog. They are getting three points, second highest over under at forty seven and a half. CJ Stroud continues to show why he was the second overall pick and why he possibly should have been the first. This team has a lot of talent. Tank Dell. Noah Brown, Nico Collins, Robert Woods. I think Denver, Russ has a really good connection with Cortland Sutton, and they're not even using Jerry Judy that much. Their running back situation is a bit fluid, but they got two of them, and one of them's healthy. Uh, I have more faith in Denver's defense than I do in Houston's. 
even though Denver is on the road, Houston will play well. But the fact that Denver is getting three points leads me to, again, believe that Denver will win. And I'm going to lock in Denver as my third lock of the week, I believe. So, Ant, please uh, go with your pick of your second favorite team, the Houston Texans. Um, they're not my second team, but anyway, just because okay. I'm in the Texas, no. Oh. Um, but um, it, one thing about this thing that a lot of people don't realize, they just see, think the Texans, they think they just got the, the quarterback, they think they're still a bad team. One thing, and they're looking at the Broncos, and they're they basically one of the hottest hottest teams next to the Eagles, winning with five in a row. But you got to look at this. Both teams are actually tied with the same record, six and five. Texas is actually a good team. You know they lost last week. Texas is actually a good team, and they've been, they've been showing they've been showing a little bit of wrinkles here and there. And quite, I said this earlier that they basically tied with the Colts to actually quite for that that second spot in the AFC South. I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna t- take the um Texans on this one. It could go either way on this one. It's gonna be kind of a hard game to pick, but I'm gonna take the Texans because they're at home, and I'm gonna take the over in this one. All right, Malik. Yeah, so you mentioned this is a three-point spread. Uh, so this is, you know, home home team cooking, right? This is this is basically saying that these two teams are um, <clears throat> are equal uh, in terms of what you what you expect from them. And yeah. because Houston's at home, you give you, you give three points, and that's so. This is the standard here, and for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to stay away from betting this game. I'm staying away from best <laughs> betting yeah. this game um, because, like like. Like it says, basically, this this could end. This could this is like I'm. I my feeling is that this will end on a field goal. Um, I would love, 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 love to get Denver at three and a half. If you can get Denver at three and a half, you can wait this out. Maybe the line shifts a little bit to three and a half. I would take it. Right now, uh, it's at three. So I I just feel like there's a this this has push written all over it. So I want to stay away from this bet. Stay away from this as, as much as much as possible. I'll take Houston because they're the home team but I really don't feel comfortable with it. And I, I feel like it's going to be a push one way or the other. So I'll take Houston uh, to cover, to cover here and I'll take the over. Um, We're recording right now on Thursday. Just to let everybody know. I just wanted to know uh, what was the over and under for the, te- um, the Cowboys versus Seattle game. Cause this thing is going like crazy. It was 48 the points. And they've now combined 48. for 71 points. <laughs> yeah. It's, nuts. It's, the way this game is going right now. This this is definitely the game of the week. I know Amazon is quite flipping yes. back and forth, flipping up in the air. To ha- finally they have, have a good game. A Cowboys game in general. Bills tend to get better ratings overall. And thank you for Seattle for finally showing up to the NFL. Yeah, he's definitely helping me out in one of my fantasy teams with Geno. Next up, we have Carolina and Tampa Bay. Carolina just fired their head coach. Tampa Bay is at home, and they're five and a half point favorites. The over under is look at that spread. Hmm. Look at that spread. Yes. I will be taking Carolina to cover the spread. Uh, whenever you fire your coach, the team is inspired to prove he was the reason why that they were losing, why they were so sorry. We saw it with Las Vegas. We've seen it with other teams in other seasons. They tend to do better as soon as they fire their coach. Uh, that may be a move the Jets want to pull, you know, motivate the guys, get them going. But unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers run that team. Robert Fowler's job. But I will be taking Carolina, I believe, in my boy uh, from Bama. Actually, that's not my guy, but I think he's been uh, kind of done kind of dirty, and I think he's a good quarterback, and he processes it real well. They just don't have a lot of help for him on offense, but for whatever reason, they're going to get it done. 
Tampa's going to make a bunch of mistakes. Defense is going to play inspired, and they're going to get her done. Go Panthers. And who do you got? Well, this one, I'm going to have to say that you kind of stole my thunder. This one, I thought I was going to be the only one that picks the, Panth- the Panthers on this one. This is going to be my crazy, my so-called quote-unquote crazy lock of the week. I'm going to take the Panthers, and I'm going to take the um the under in this one. I think they're going to actually pull us pull us win and make make a quite something out of it. I'm not going to say nothing else because you basically said everything. I did, didn't I? I talked too much, Malik. Yeah, y'all are crazy, man. <laughs> it is legal here in Massachusetts. That's what that's why I call this my crazy yeah. lock of the week. Yeah, I call this my crazy lock of the week, and also in New York. I mean. This is to me. This is very different. This the firing of Frank Reich is very different from the firing of Josh McDaniels, right? To me, the firing of Josh McDaniels. What I'm saying is, the firing of Josh McDaniels was was a firing that most didn't expect. But but once it happened, but once once it happened, you started hearing rumblings that like you know all the players were in favor of Antonio Pierce and the. You know, it just it's just that there was a lot of turmoil going on in the in the locker room. From everything that I'd heard, you know, um, there's a lot of respect for Frank Reich, um, not just in the organization, but like in the NFL, right? And so him getting fired this week sounded a lot more like everyone coming down on the Panthers organization, uh, in particular their their owner, uh, Mr. Tepper, and not so much on the fact that Frank Reich, you know, has coached them to a one in 10 record, right? I don't think anybody expected much from this team, um, but the reality of the situation is that they traded away, you know, a whole bunch to get a quarterback that they honestly must have believed was going to, you know, immediately come on and, and do some things for them. And he didn't. Uh, and he very much, he's looked very much like a rookie at times. And they've looked very much like a bad, like the bad team that they are because, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot on the offensive line. Their best receiver is, you know, 32-year-old Adam Thielen. And their best running back was supposed to be Miles Sanders, but he's done nothing. And Chuba Hubbard, who's been on the team for like 15 years, is 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 the best running back on this team. Like seriously. Three seasons. Three seasons. What <laughs> what can we what could we possibly be expecting from this team um in terms of motivation to to kind of get things done? I think that I just my belief I don't even know who the interim coach is right now. Um of of That's what team. makes it a great bet. That's what it's makes it a great bet. We don't know who the coach is. It's just it's just so it's to me teams the, are gonna be outstanding. Yes. To me, this is screams it's be awesome bet. Everybody do it. <laughs> to me, this screams turmoil, this screams, you know, uh bad, you know, just the, the, making a bad thing worse. Uh, and it's gonna get worse before it gets any better in, in Carolina. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tampa Bay and I'm gonna lock this in as my second lock of the week. Tampa Bay and the under. I think this wow. game goes right around goes right around thirty. It's thirty nine and a half. So I think this game goes right around 39, 30, 38, 39 points. Malik, well, you know what makes this bet even better? Carolina's owner used to be a former um what's the name part owner of the Steelers. So he yeah. knows what he's doing. He knows and, what he's and, doing. Make that lock. And the crazy stat of this, right, is with the hire that – so like you said, Anthony, he was a part owner of the Steelers, right? With the hire of the head coach, you know, of the head coach next season, 
Carolina mm-hmm. will will Carolina in his tenure since 2018 when he bought this team in How's his really tenure doing? will have had more head coaches on this team than the Steelers have had in their existence. Yep, like, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, okay. He was since 2018. Since 2018. <laughs> so that's that's just 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 put that in your straw. Put that straw. In he your knows hat. what he's doing. So it's a great bet. Do it, everybody. Lock it in, Carolina. <laughs> Oh man! I believe that Christmas that money. Correct, I believe we are. <laughs> yes, get that Christmas money. Cleveland at the LA Rams. The Rams are three and a half point home favorites. Cleveland lost last week. They had another quarterback get hurt with a concussion. They brought in old man Joey Flacco, Super Bowl oh, champion, hundred million dollar winner, and a guy who looks least interested in playing anything ever including football, which apparently he loves doing, even though he keeps just looking miserable and showing up. I am going to be taking the Cleveland. I'm going to pick them because they're going to have a cop at quarterback. <laughs> if they got to put Flacco in, he'll be ready. He'll play. Uh, the Rams are a different team with Stafford, but Cleveland's defense is so good. I have that much faith in them. Uh, Miles Garrett left the game with a sling. I heard really? he's expected to play, and I'm locking in Cleveland. Wow, really? They don't usually do this, but wow, locking in Cleveland. Wow, Ants, who do you got? Wow, wow. Well, anyway, I had the Joe, I had the Joe Flacco experience last year. He was a quarterback of the Jets, so I know he is s h i t. I know he is washed up. I will not pick Cleveland. I'm gonna have what the Cleveland should have the 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 law firm guy that you know that was playing for the last week. Then I might put Cleveland. I'm going the opposite way. I'm picking the former um, champions. I'm going with the Rams on this one. I would make this my lock, but I'm trying to save my locks for a little bit later since I've been using them a little bit earlier for silly things like um, Carolina. But I'm going to definitely take the Rams on this one, and I'm taking the over this one. Okay. They're going to beat the snot out of old ass Joe Flacco. Send him back to the retirement home. Wow. He's only 38. Retirement home. (laughs) Malik. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, He's wise. Come on. I I just can't believe that Flacco is you know capable of doing anything. He's just here for um, a check with this offense. With this offense, like Cle- Cleveland. The thing about interesting about Cleveland, we know how good their defense is. We know that their defense is one of the top you know top two or three groups in in the entire NFL um, when when fully healthy. But we know what they can do there. Offensively, is offensively, it's always been a, a challenge, always been a question mark for this team. And that was even when Deshaun Watson was their quarterback, and then it was P.J. Walker, then it was DTR, and now it's possibly going to be Joe Flacco. Yeah, um, remember, remember when I said the Jets situation, the Jets quarterback situation is one of the worst in the NFL. That's because this one is the worst. I think this one is exactly the worst in the NFL. I think Zach wow. Wilson, if there was one team that Zach Wilson could play on and be successful, be more successful than he's been in the Jets, it would be the Browns. I think the Browns would take Zach Wilson today over Joe Flacco because I'd take Zach Wilson today over Joe Flacco. I don't trust Joe Flacco and what he's capable, what he's capable of really? doing. Don't believe in it. No, don't believe in it at all. I think because he's going to stand back there. He's going to stand back there like a tree, and he's just he's he's not going to move in the pocket. He's not going to he's not going to make any any anything happen from that perspective. He's going to just let the pass rush come to him and try to complete ball. 
And it's not to say that he couldn't do it 10 years ago. He ain't doing it this year. It ain't happening. So Aaron Donald and the defense of the Rams should have should have some some pretty good uh, opportunities to tee off on 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 Flacco. And on the other side, Stafford is still a pretty good quarterback when he's healthy and he's got all of his all of his weapons with him. And he's going to have that, you know, this this time around. I think Kyron Williams has a touchdown. I think Tutu Atwell, Cooper Cup, um, Puka Nakua, like they've got some good, some decent weapons over there for him. And they're just going to be able to score uh, just enough points to keep this to keep this this uh, this away from Cleveland. So I'm going to take the Rams and I'll take the over in this one. Three and a half points is more than enough, more than enough to give. I think they've been this by six at least. I don't trust Joe Flacco on my Madden team. Joe Flacco is a great quarterback, and he's got more rings than the guy he's playing against. That is true. No, he has one. Oh, I take that back. Stafford. He's got as many rings as the guy he's playing against. Yes, but he's a retirement ring. Better, who's also only three years younger. And had a broken back last year. San Francisco at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a home underdog. Philadelphia is getting three points at home. The over-under is 47 and a half. Philadelphia is a home underdog. They are 10 and 1, and they are playing San Francisco. I'm taking Philadelphia. The last time they played them, they broke the other quarterback's arm. That's all I need to know. And they're getting points at home. And they gave the Bills another loss after they should have lost that game by how they played. But Jalen Hurts is playing like the best quarterback in the league and an MVP candidate, and he will likely win. I'm taking the Eagles. Go ahead, Ant. Um, who's quarterback Tom Day broke? Brock Purdy. And what team Brock Purdy pays for? San Francisco 49ers. You don't think they're going to want some revenge here? So you think they're going to try to break Jalen Hurts' arm? No, they're going to try to whip the crap out of um, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts and stop that tush-push BS or bloody shove or whatever the hell you want to call it. They're going to have their revenge, and this is going to be one. Of, this is going to be the NFC um, preview, NFC Championship preview right now. San Francisco versus Philadelphia. I'm taking San Francisco. I'm taking the over in this one. This is my final lock of the week. Call wow. it now. Boom. Eagles are going to go ten and two this week. All right, Malik. Who do you got? So yeah, just a note for you. I only have you with four locks right now, so I don't know. I don't know if it was a fifth one that I missed. I yeah, did my Carolina thing counted. Oh, you did take Carolina. Okay, you locked that. Uh, in. All right. You, actually, you know what? Right. I locked that Carolina that thing because that was a clean nope. show. I'm going to take that. Once in. it's in, it's in. No, no, that was a joke. Malik didn't rules, have it. He thought I was joking. He thought I was joking. <laughs> so I, I agree with the joking thing. I'm not going to take away Carolina thing. That's kind of silly for me. I know betters want to hear a real betting thing out here, so I'm not going to be waste my pick on some silliness like that. So I'm definitely taking my Carolina. This is going to be my fourth lock of the week. I have one more. Okay. Besides, you did uh, it a couple it, weeks ago, Ace. I did. Uh, Ace, I, did, didn't you didn't, did you lock Carolina? No, I just took Carolina. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, All only right. a fool named Anthony right. would have been locking Carolina, so I'm taking that away. <laughs> um, I I. I I tend to agree with you here, and I think San Francisco is out for out for some revenge and out to show that you know the NFC Championship game was you know was an aberration uh, from last season. But more importantly, I, they're they're playing for the number one seat, right? They're they're playing if they win this game, then they're one game shy of yep. Philadelphia and and capturing the number one seat. And I'm pretty sure that they want that that number one mm-hmm. seat. It was um, a fight. 
So, in order to do that, like to me, if they lose this game, it autom- it, it pretty much assures that San Francisco is, I mean, that, that Philadelphia is going to be the number one seed and that the road to the playoffs, is, the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through them again. And I think that's going to be problematic for any team specifically, but most most definitely uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers again. So because of that, I like San Francisco here to um, to get to get a victory. I think Philly's just been kind of teetering on losing football. They're just really good football team and really good football team find ways teams find ways to win games when they're close. I think, you know, that's just a a function of this is a function of a schedule loss. They've played some really tough games, really physical games over the last few weeks. This might just be a schedule loss here for the Philadelphia Eagles where they lose, but it doesn't really stop them from being um, <clears throat> considered one of the top teams in the NFL uh, still. And uh, so I don't think it derails their season, but I think San Francisco comes in there, gets a win and, and gets a win and gets, gets a win over, over three points. I think it's really interesting that San Francisco is the favorite here, despite the fact that, um, Philly is ten and one, and hasn't shown the ability to lose anything except for that. Like, like that. It, this every every time that they win a game, it makes that loss to the Jets seem that much more odd and strange, which is exactly what's happening. So, I'm gonna take San Francisco here. I'm gonna roll with you and take San Francisco in the over, and I'm gonna best bet this as well. So, this will be my third lock of the week. Isn't that the primetime game? No, no, it's a four o'clock game. The primetime game, game of the week okay, coming up. Uh, I'm actually surprised it's not five. flexed in. They should have been flexed in for Monday. Oh, no. They won Cincinnati and Jacksonville on Monday. Next up, for Sunday Night Football, we have Kansas City going up to Lambeau Field. Kansas City is giving six points to Green Bay at home. This will be my final lock of the week. The Packers are overrated, and Kansas City is going to show it. Kansas City is going to put the beat them down on the Packers. Aaron Jones is hurt. A.J. Dillon is hurt. Without being able to run the ball, I do not see how they can win. The Chiefs fell behind to the Raiders early, and then they came back and put the paws on. Chiefs are going to win this game. This is my final lock of the week. This is my best bet. Let's do this. 42 and a half. I'm taking the over. Ant, who do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm taking the over on this one. This is up for KC. Um, Dream Bay is definitely heading towards the doghouse right now. They, they can actually maybe – Quite this week, they actually go down there where the Bears can actually pass them. It'd be really nice. I know, I know, ACU would be a little bit happy to see the Bears in third place in Green Bay, uh, Green Bay Packers, in the nice little cellar of the basement of the NFC North. But I'm yeah, definitely going to take KC. They they rough it up, get ready for the playoffs. This is not going to be my lock. I'm going to wait for the next um, game to be my final lock. All right, Malik. I think it's interesting that all of us are taking KC here. I'm taking KC as well. I'm locking this in. I think it's interesting that all of us are taking KC here, despite the fact that Green Bay has looked much better and um, Jordan Love has actually looked really good over the last uh, few weeks, um, Peace. especially Peace. the game against the Chargers, and then and then he played really well against my Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Um, but them having to go into KC, the Jordan Love having to go into KC, playing an arrowhead against against the that crowd against. Those, oh no, this is a Green Bay. It, oh, I'm sorry. Them being Lambeau, yeah. yeah okay yeah so them Night being game too. and even even then them being at home against them you know it, this is a big big situation. This is probably the biggest moment for Jordan Love this season since the Lions game that they played. What that was like week four, week five, um, when they were at home. 
against the Lions on a Thursday night football. Like this is Sunday night against KC, against the, Super, the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, we'll see what 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 kind what type of what version of Jordan Love comes out this time around. Um, I think KC's defense is still rolling. KC's defense is still one of the top defenses in the NFL this year. And at some point in time, you, we did just start seeing just last week. I think we just started seeing the signs of KC. Casey's offense starting to catch up a little bit um, where what's his name? Um, where Patrick Holmes was able to hit Rasheed Rice and other members of the passing game, not named Travis Kelsey. I think that continues against Green Bay, uh, against Green Bay's defense. Their front line is pretty good, but I think that they're going to be able to, to make some plays there um, and, and win this game outright. So I think I'll go with KC as well and the over uh, and I'll lock this in as my fourth lock of the week. Actually, I want to change minds a little bit. I want to take KC in the points. And because the thing is that I just remembered one thing I saw on fantasy football because I had the kicker. It's gonna be it might actually be a snow game. Okay, so I'm gonna go. So I'm so gonna take taking, the points on this one. I'm taking so still taking, taking KC, but no, I'm still taking. No, I'm still taking Green, KC. You, you want the points? If you want the points, right. you want Green Bay because Green Bay's getting six points. Mm, yeah. You're saying KC's gonna win, but Green Bay's gonna cover. Yeah. Okay, so you want you want Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, but for some reason my, my mind just froze right there. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that way. So I'm changing okay. it up a little bit, and the only reason is because that, like I said, I saw that fantasy thing and it just popped in my head. It's gonna, it might be a snow game. Got it. It's been drinking okay. that uh, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, baby. Woo! Helps me get through Friday. Yeah. He got one game left. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Like the, like the Aaron Rodgers stem cells get me hype. Anyway, Jacksonville's minus eight and a half. Cincinnati <laughs> does not have Joe Burrow. They have Jake Browning. Same initials, but a much different player. With that being said, I am still going to be taking Jacksonville. No surprises here. Um, I don't give Cincinnati a chance. You know, he is able to throw some touchdowns, and he's not terrible. It's just that Jacksonville's really good at home. And even though the weather is going to be pretty good, it's not going to be super warm because Jacksonville is North Florida and it's not South Florida. Cincinnati's used to playing in this weather, but Jamar Chase is going to be a focus and I think they will be able to shut him down. T. Higgins is expected to play. So if the running game can get going, expect a miracle and maybe they'll cover. I wouldn't expect Cincinnati to win. So give me Jacksonville here to win and to cover. And who do you got? Oh, make that last game my, my final lock. And as for this one, I'm going to go with the Jaguars, and I'm taking the under in this one. Um, Let's sweep it on the road. Uh, Ace, you said you said you wanted who? You wanted Jack, Jacksonville as well? Jacksonville as well, yes. Okay. Sir. Yeah, this is this is a sweet this is a sweep for us. Jacksonville is um at home. And Cincinnati is still trying to figure out who they are um, post the Joe Burrow era. I think this is a pretty, pretty much a lost season for them. Um, so I and, and Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are playing a little bit better football than, than they had been over the last couple of weeks um, when they were when their their winning streak was snapped because they won four straight and then they lost. Um, they won four straight, lost against San Francisco, and they won the last two since then. So they're playing a little bit better. They're trending. They're trending better. This is my fifth lock of the week. I'll take Jacksonville and the under. All right. And that is it for us this week with the picks. We're going into our shout outs. And 
do you have any shout outs this week? Yeah, um, I want to first give my first shout out to the Cowboys. Good comeback. I can't believe they actually won that game 45 to 31. Give a shout out to that. Um, my second shout out is going to be to um, Mr. Um, the used car salesman, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe that he's, you know, he's definitely hyping, hyping the Jets locker room up to actually play to, quite, to start to actually still be in this. Last year, around this time, the Jets, Jets locker room was basically at each other's throats, you know, people calling people out. Backdoor, back backdoor names. People were saying this great person sucked. Zach Wilson's pounding like a little kid. Well, he's pounding this year, but behind the scenes, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, shout out to Aaron Rodgers for some strange reason. He basically has that team in check right now. He has Woody Johnson in check right now. As far as Woody Johnson's not going to make no moves without Aaron Rodgers, even though the OC sucks and Aaron Lazard sucks. The um, what's the name? Will sucks on that team. That the, the backup quarterback Tim Boyle sucks. Um, that other dude that they got there, I forgot, I think he was a tight end. He sucks as well. And they may have a bat, um, Batiari next year who might suck next year too as well. But anyway, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. You know, hopefully we get a, a ring out of this, but he's definitely selling the, the magical miracle over here with the Jets. And if he comes back this year, I'm going to put it on record. I'm going to say it right now. If he comes back this year, that injury was false. That thing was fake. He made that up. Just so, because me and Malik was talking about this earlier when we got cut off. Quite Aaron Rodgers is that egotistical that I would not be surprised that he's pulling this off so he can become the most legendary player in sports history, in New York sports history, of coming back from Achilles injury to lead the team to the Super Bowl and win that. I believe that's his plan. I wouldn't be put. I wouldn't put it past him on that one. And at the same time, as a bonus, the Jets get still get to keep their first round pick. I'm done. I'm not even going to bother talking anything else about this team. Oh, shout out to the Knicks again into the um, what's the name? Into the the, the um, midseason tournament, the the um, the, the inaugural midseason tournament. Hopefully, you can actually do something about that. But anyway, there you go. There you go. I was hoping you get talk, that one. In. Yeah, I talk about something else, right? Besides <laughs> my super Jets. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, I would just like to give a shout out to the end season tournament, which I am very happy about for the NBA. Uh, if the Knicks win that title, they will be hanging that banner right next to uh, Billy Joel and that other fake banner that we have up there celebrating how many times Billy Joel has played the Garden. Uh, <laughs> mock us because they say we're so thirsty for a championship. But if this is going to matter, then, you know, the title has to be real and you do have to hang a banner. Winning championships in in-season tournaments in soccer is a thing, in other sports is a thing. But for some reason, the WNBA, the Commissioner's Cup, has been around for a while. The NBA didn't come up with a name for it because they want a corporate sponsor here. And LeBron's going to probably try to win it so he can have something that Michael Jordan never did. And I appreciate that. My second shout-out is to Scott Fitterer, who if you're not a Carolina Panthers fan, you may not know who that is. But if you're a Bears fan, you definitely know. He was the gentleman who made that horrible trade that gave the Bears the first-round pick this year, second-round pick this year, a second-round pick last year, and another second-round pick and a third-round pick for the 2023 and 2025 season. I'd like to thank him because he is the worst GM in Carolina Panthers history. He traded away their future for the present, and the present is not going so well. So I'd just like to thank him for his short-term thinking. And I find that hilarious, being as David Tepper made his money in the stock market. And as you know, making money in the stock market is a long-term thing. So shout out to you, Scott Federer, for trading your future for the now. And 1 in 10 is looking really good to me as a Bears fan. I'd also like to give a shout out to everybody who had a beautiful Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think I went over that. And also to college football, 
I loved, loved, loved all the games this past week. I'm really enjoying watching sports this year. I'm really enjoying college college football. And I'm hoping for the chaos that is Texas winning, Florida State winning, Washington winning, Alabama beating Georgia, and giving them a bunch of 5-0 teams. The only five, the only undefeated team that I would like to see lose is New Mexico State. My Pokes, my Cowboys out of uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, taking down Liberty University, who I've never cheered for. And I hope them nothing but uh, losses, losses, and more losses. I wish my school could have beaten them, but we could not step up to the plate. And I'm counting on Diego Pava, the quarterback of the New Mexico State's Aggies, to take them down. And I just want chaos because I want to see Texas get in and no SEC teams get in because Texas beat Alabama head-to-head. And if they win the Big 12 title over Oklahoma State, if they do get the win, I want Alabama to win just so we can have that chaos and make them decide. And I want uh, Michigan to get in and Ohio State and all their sorry cheating fans to be at home about people stealing their signals, crying about Connor Stallions, who should be the sports person of the year, according to SI. You know who did get named? Dion Sanders. Was not expecting that, but it was interesting. Maybe the AI chose him, but he definitely won the beginning of the college football season. I am out. Malik, your shout-outs, please. Cool. Uh, thank you, Ace. Um, first and foremost, uh, shout-out to Mr. Pete Carroll. As Anthony mentioned, uh, the Dallas Cowboys won a thrilling game against the Seattle Seahawks uh, this evening at home, uh, 41-35. Um, and so shout out to Pete Carroll for drawing up a fourth down play, drawing up a play on fourth and two with a minute 15 left and uh, the Seattle Seahawks having the ball and drawing up a play. Or it could be it could be the offensive coordinator, but Pete Carroll is the head coach for drawing up a play where you don't block Micah Parsons, like drawing up a play and not blocking Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Shout out to you for thinking that, you know, not blocking Michael Parsons is the smart thing to do because it's almost as crazy as not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch, but we won't talk about that. Uh, so shout out to you for making another call that could have uh, could have won your team a game and wound up costing your team a victory here. But also in the same game, shout out to DK Metcalf, who blew up today and has helped at least two of my fantasy teams uh, get off to a really great start. Six uh, six catches over 160 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so he had a, a huge performance. Um, <clears throat> shout out to the LSU Lady Tigers. Uh, they are back and they are on a roll again. Angel Reese uh, came back from injury and she she was back back tonight and uh, helped the Lady Tigers and and the head coach Kim Kim Mulkey pick up her 700 700th career win. So shout out to them. I can't wait to start watching those games again. Uh, last year was really interesting, really fun, um, you know, watching them play during the regular season and then watching the women's tournament alongside the men's tournament. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely interested in that happening because, um, you know, LSU's got pretty much you know, two games left. Uh, they've got their bowl game. They're not going to be in, in the in the playoff, but they've got their bowl game. And so I'll be interested in watching that. But other than that, uh, it's basketball season, college basketball season now. So. I'm ready to go there. Uh, and Ace, you mentioned Bama and Georgia. I hope neither team wins. The stadium explodes. That's my personal feeling. That's my personal hope for this for this situation. Nobody gets hurt, but the stadium explodes, and like nobody wins. And 
you know, like Texas A&M has to go represent in the uh, represent the, the SEC. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tiger, 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 shout out to Tiger Woods. He's back. He didn't didn't you know? He's just just hearing his name be back in the in the sporting world and the sporting limelight was cool. He's back from all of his injuries. Hopefully, he's back to to playing, you know, the level of golf that makes golf actually you know worth watching uh, for people under the age of sixty five. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to Maverick Carter. This is a betting podcast. Shout out to Maverick Carter for admitting that he he's an illegal bookie. For oh, yeah, years, I forgot about that. Big shout for out. For years to make his bets. Because uh, we always knew that. that was That's crazy. Case, yeah. But, you know, but uh, yeah, the fact that like, he admitted it to, and now like it's it's a news story. Like, the, as if, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that that's a story, right? Him and Scotty Pippen, by the way. Scotty as well. Shout out to Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this is a story. Why? Why? Why is this a story? Because you know, betting wasn't legal in in. I mean, you couldn't bet on NBA games legally until you know, pretty recently. You couldn't bet on most games, most 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 games across the across the country until you know sports betting was legalized across you know uh, across a lot of the states. So yeah, it's not surprising that you know Maverick Carter and the people with a lot of money bet on bet on things through illegal bookies. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is not a story. Um, but you want to make a story, so go ahead, have fun. Um, Five thousand dollars a game. That's cr- that's crazy. Gotta crazy. respect. I, I, you know, but he, like, I, I bet he wouldn't admit that he actually, you know, he bet on like LeBron games, right? You talk about no. He he said he never bet on Lakers games, but he also said he talked about how much yeah. money he won and was getting dropped off cash in the range of twenty to forty grand. Yeah, yeah. Um. Shout out to the, we talked about them a little bit earlier. Shout out to the Cardinals, to the Arizona Cardinals in, in the NFL. Um, they're a bad team, but the fact that they that uh, Zach Ertz actually requested to be waived and they, you know, they capitulated there, allowed him to be waived, sign he could potentially sign on with a, a um, sign on with a contender, which is what he was requesting. It's actually a cool thing. It's actually cool that a team actually, you know gave into a player's wishes and, and you know an example of that actually happening across you know across across the sports world is actually interesting uh and last but not least shout out to you know, anthony mentioned the, the the knicks making it to the uh in-season tournament knockout round uh they have a game against milwaukee on monday um which is their quarterfinals game before uh before you know the las vegas um final game um so shout out to the NBA for this in-season tournament. Not for any of this stuff with the cup stuff or like the NBA cup. I could care less about any of that stuff. Um, but shout out to them for building a tournament in the middle of the season that allowed for running up the score to be okay. Um, <laughs> in a game against um, the Charlotte Hornets a couple of nights ago, the Knicks were up, I think, like, 22 points in the game and Tom Thibodeau kept all of the starters in every single one of the starters was still there they were up 22 points with like four minutes left to go in the game this would normally be the time when you bring in you know the bench and you just kind of let the bench guys run no why did he do this because he needed the Knicks the Knicks needed a, a great a big enough point differential in order to get themselves into the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament and this is not the first example of this happening. This has been happening for the last few weeks. This has been happening across the across the NBA, where teams recognizing that these are 
in-season tournament games and that they need to have a good point differential in order to make it, teams have been keeping their starters in and completely blowing out their competition. <laughs> and, and, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the whole, you know, it's not good basketball to freaking, you know, blow out your team. As long as the whistle ain't blown, like, we playing. Let's go ahead and play. I don't care. You know, does Miles McBride need minutes? Sure, let's give him a couple minutes. But you know what? He really doesn't because, you know, I, I would prefer to see Jalen Brunson score 40 than Miles McBride score three. I'm, I'm just, you know, I just, just call, just call me a purist that way. Um, and last but not least, the, uh, the, the courts for this NBA tournament, NBA tournament, please, can, can we just, we need to figure out something else. Those courts are horrendous. They are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> they need to please. do like local murals of the courts for each city. Something. That would have been a better idea than just doing the team color with the trophy in the middle. For the it's just, the foul line, because that shit looks that, horrendous. That thing is disgusting, especially like certain teams. Certain teams' colors are really bad. Like Atlanta's is like all red. It's like who wants to play on this shit? The Knicks one would be an all orange. Just like, like no, let's not make the Knicks one like a black and you know? like, let's not make it cool or anything like that. Let's just let's just do team color and a big ass big ass trophy. It was the it's the ugliest thing. It's been so ugly for so long. Um, so thank God that it's gone away. The Knicks won't have another home game. Uh, during this during this playoff during this uh, NCAA tournament, so I never have to see that that floor again. Never say um, never. They might bring it back for the playoffs. Please, let's figure out something better for next year. There's a lot of good things that came out of this NCAA tournament. That one was not one of them. You guys need to rethink that. Uh, and I'm out. Thank everybody for listening to us. Shout out to all of our new fans in Frankfurt who have downloaded us. I don't know what sparked that. Shout out to everybody in Frankfurt. Shout out to everybody. The Frankfurt in games. The Frankfurt game. We did cover that. We covered that very well. Shout out yeah. to everybody in Texas, Illinois, all the betting states, Michigan. I hope y'all win. Beat the brakes off of Iowa. And somehow that betting scandal at the beginning of the year completely has gotten forgotten. And I'd also like to point out in that article from the Washington Post, I do not know the name of that uh, writer, but please go check out that article in Washington Post about the betting scandal. That was very, very interesting. They mentioned that there was a big family that was a booster of Ohio State. I wonder what the NCAA is going to do about that, being as boosters can't be betting on games. And I'm assuming that he was part of this illegal betting ring, illegal betting ring, not the legal one that Iowa State college students were doing, the illegal betting ring. So I'd like to see what's going to happen with that whole situation. That should be very interesting. Follow us on Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, please rate and review and download us as much as possible. And we will be doing more and more uh, content for you guys in the future and picking more basketball games. I'm going to be adding that to my repertoire. Maybe not as long of a show, but I've been hitting some parlays recently, and I want to put that information out there. I'm probably going to keep it to three or four teams. I occasionally will put in a six-teamer, but that's if I feel really aggressive about it. And uh, I appreciate everybody listening, and we out. Bet Carolina. Peace.